Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to the informational playground of Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. We're your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we have another fun, enlightening, kind of wild and crazy show again for you today. And we're going to get right to it. But our miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are, a nonprofit empowering women, families, and youth to be their best selves. You can find out more at www.bethestarur.org. And this is from Marilyn Monroe. It's better to be absolutely ridiculous than to be absolutely boring. <laughs> I kind of think I, I might. I love that quote. I love it. I think I kind of live by that. I mean, I don't think that, well, I don't know if people think I'm boring. Maybe I am, but I think I'm kind of over the top most of the time. <laughs> and I kind of think you are too. So um, yeah, well, no. at least we at least we like I to have not, a lot of fun. I, well, I absolutely adore that quote. I think it's very real. Yeah, it's a very real quote. And it's interesting that it came from Marilyn Monroe because um, she was over the top quite often. So in today's show, what we're going to talk about is we're going to try to see how we can slow down. And how that moving so fast sometimes may not be good for our health. We're also going to discuss the food waste that happens in our country. And, um, you know, what do those expiration dates really mean? And how much longer can we keep it? And why, when do we toss stuff? So I know that one's a really big biggie. And we're going to talk about warranty wars. When you go to buy something... 
You know, you're always asked if you want to spend a little extra more and buy that warranty for your gadget. Is it worth it? Well, we're going to discuss that as well. But first up, Heather, Super Bowl. Super Bowl 50 was here in San Francisco. The 49ers weren't in it, but it really was the tale of I know, which I feel that who should even care, but it was still in San Francisco. Sorry, yeah, it was in San Francisco, and whether you rooted for the Panthers year. or the Broncos, it was the 50th. So it was, San Francisco was crazy. I I tried to stay away from the city um, during this whole preparation, but I had to go in for a movie audition one day. And, it, you know, the streets in San Francisco are already one-way streets, so many of them. Well, now so many were blocked off <laughs> because they oh, had goodness. Super Bowl City down on the Embarcadero. And it was crazy because you had to drive, like, all over the place just to get to where you wanted to go and then you had to walk forever uh but anyway i think everybody had a really good time how did your super bowl party go it went fantastic so many so much friends so much food and alcohol and merriment and it was a lot of fun i will say for me super bowl we uh now it is officially our annual party because i think we are going on year four or five now so now no one can take it away from us but we I think are the it's house. five that you've been doing it it might have. even be six uh, well I don't know it's five it's five yeah five I think it's five yeah, yeah. Five. this is our fifth one our fifth one and we've always had it um and hopefully soon it'll be in a new house but um but it's officially now you know that people always expect well if you're going to have your Super Bowl party and I will say of truth being I have so much fun it's such a great time to have all of our friends come uh, the only portion, and I, um, super, super, when football's on, I'm down for it, but it's truly for me just a social hour. Uh, the only time I was inside watching the game, um, and not talking with so many people I haven't seen in so long was during super, was during, uh, halftime when I just thought Beyonce killed it. And, uh, yeah, and how about Bruno Mars? He was great. So the last four or five minutes of, um, of the Super Bowl. And I used to, you know, love watching all the commercial, but now I realize, you know, eventually you're going to see all that. And for me, it's such a great time to see so many of my friends I haven't seen. And um, there's always so, there's definitely, there's a, a strong diehard, I would say 15 people that were, 15, 20 people that were inside. Gosh, we had a lot of people here. Uh, they were inside watching it. But then there's a whole other 20 other people outside. And in the front this year, we introduced having a, a cornhole, which is this game you, know, you throw it in this, and this thing called can jam where you throw these frisbees into these garbage can like it was it was a whole oh yes you actually had games this year (laughs) that's great but speaking of that of good times of fast and fun of yeah let's get to the topic the the way we ate and enjoyed uh super bowl was Probably not. Uh, probably not a whole, on the whole slowdown goal for 2016. I would say that. But, but as you were saying, you know, these days we have so many things going on in our schedules and our life, and hence one of the reasons I loved Super Bowl was getting to see all these people I never get to see because we're moving so fast. We're, our lives are so busy, so compact. Uh, we're all about the multitasking, and as new studies showed, multitasking might not be the way way to go. And that's one of my yeah, goals. Yeah, it's not to give things up. And with today actually being the first day of Lent, the first, the day after Mardi Gras, the, part, the big party of giving up something, of maybe that thing is giving up is going fast. Maybe it's taking it slow. Maybe it's taking this time for yourself, getting back into things. There's 
so many times in life when we need to learn to just take a step back and slow down, and not just in that peace of mind ways. That these things affect our health. You hear it all the time. You know, Ferris Bueller actually said it fat, the best. You know, life moves so quickly. You better slow down and take a look. Sometimes, uh, life does move so quickly. We, as I, as I couldn't believe it was our fifth party. How did five years go by so fast? Make 2016 a year you slow down and take time for your health. Starting off first of starting your day right, ready to rise. You think getting up in the morning, uh, I have an alarm set now that I have some jams with the, the new technology that moves so fast that we have. I now have certain songs I like to play, but I'm kind of starting to get worried that I'm just getting a little too liking the music that I dance to. Um, but I used to have very assaulting alarms that would go off, you know, these loud beep, bop, boop, these horrible things that wake me up in, in that <gasps> kind of moment. That's not which, good for that you. That's like up. jolts your system. Yeah, and as you know, and actually my, with my husband being a firefighter, that's a big thing for them. They, their alarms are that alarm going off, and they've actually showed that firefighters have a 55% higher risk of having heart attacks on the job because of things like that. Because when we have these jolting things, we're affecting our heart. We're, we wake up in that shock way, and we wake up shocked, panic, and, and uneasy. Instead of taking time, the best things, if we have the time, if saying is waking up, allowing ourselves a few minutes, to rise, to lay in bed, to start to stretch. We've talked about before in other shows about giving gratitude, taking those mornings instead of waking up of oh god, this of laying there for a few minutes, kind of gathering yourself, feeling emotion, thinking about okay, today is a good day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna achieve this thing, or or just waking up, realizing today is another day. I'm here. The sun is out. Of appreciating it, taking those few moments. And again, few moments, we talk about how life is so quick and the things how sometimes we neglect things, as I, I did an example the other day about sweeping the floor, how, hey, hey, it only takes a few moments to sweep the floor, how no one do it. And I, I put something in the microwave, and it was in for 30 seconds, and I had not only had I sweeped, uh, put away the broom and dumped the little empty, the trash thing, so that you can accomplish things in a in short In 30 time. seconds. And 30 seconds. So this whole thing about taking time in that 30 seconds, instead of jumping out of bed shocked and, oh, God, I got to get up, take 30 seconds, less than a minute, less than a minute. That's not going to slow down, not ruin your day, not say, God, why did I take that one minute to stay in bed? That 30 seconds of instead of set your alarm to something, as I said, I've now changed Change my music, my wake up to uh, music. They actually have uh, certain alarms that uh, my sister in law actually has one, uh, Molly, that has an alarm and that it's a light alarm thing. So it, set, it has sort of these nice little chime sound that wakes you. But what it is, the lights, um, it, just as if the sun was rising up, it, it creates a more lighter, it, it lightens your room. So your room goes from dark to lighter to lighter to lighter to eventually wake you up. Um, but if you don't have the money or things or the patience for the, that kind of natural lighting timing, just set it to something more peaceful and take just a minute to lay down, kind of set out your strategies, take a nice stretch. And then when you get out of bed, stretch as well too. Stretching is good. That's elongation of your body, sets the tone off right. Also, well, um, you know, while that, you're talking about that, I just wanted to throw out, I'm a big person I meditate for 15 minutes in the morning and it's like my routine you know and I it has really helped me start my day so much better and you know even if you want to get your cup of coffee or your tea or whatever you're going to have and then take some time I just think that starting slower in the day is the way to go so I like what you're saying 
And you know what? Meditation, that's something, you know, for Lent, I feel like something I'm going to start or I want, I feel, is meditation. That is a thing that I feel when I do it and I experience it, I really feel that value of it. And yet it's that hard thing. It's so hard, I think, as humans that we're so programmed in today's society of go, 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 we must do things, to just sit down and take me to say, I'm just going to close my eyes in a peaceful setting and just listen and let my mind. That's a really hard thing just to, as we know, when we, when we sit, I'm someone, when I have to, when I'm on a plane or a train, unless I, you know, conk out, but, and that's not meditation. That's when you wake up with the cranky neck. Right. Um, you know, we, we constantly feel like we need to be doing work. I need, oh, great. This is a good time. I can get ahead on this. I can read this. Uh, and not to say that a plane, a train is a place you want to meditate, but it's so hard for us to just think I'm going to sit and be still and just be in this moment. So I think that's a fantastic way. And actually, speaking of of mornings and getting up, uh, I'm also someone a lot of times, uh, you've experienced many first times before, uh, many times before, is that I'm one of those people I say usually before I need to get my coffee and before you talk to me, after, after I've had a good hour, I've, I've gotten, I've kind of got my bearings and then you, I can talk with people. If you talk with me first up, I'm a big grumpy bear. Um, but recent studies have actually shown with coffee, and I'm trying to cut down on my caffeine as well, um, but natural levels, um, when we wake up, we have that stress, uh, stress hormone cortisol, and cortisol affects our tummy fat. Cortisol and adrenaline sort of work together. Adrenaline is something that it sets in that fight or flight. Um, are we, you know, are, are, what's going to happen? Is this going to attack me? Am I going to run for it? It's something that's been in us, you know, since caveman days. And adrenaline, as we know, adrenaline fuels us. It, it makes us happy, angry, gives us that additional speed. Um, but drinking coffee first thing in the morning, what it shows, it actually boosts those cortisol levels, which is our stress hormones. So the, what they've shown is instead of take about 30 minutes to two hours before you drink that your first cup of coffee, the best thing you can do for yourself in the morning is to start the day off with a cup of warm water. I prefer a little bit hotter, a little hot, hot, but warm water with a slice of lemon. And what that's going to do is warm water is going to help start your um, metabolism, getting your digestion flowing after a night of sitting still. That's why a lot of times, you know, a lot of times people think uh, coffee, which does have a diuretic kind of fiber thing, will kind of get their metabolism, getting their digestive system going in that way. This will too, but warm water, it will get have you have uh, being as... Uh, polite as possible, help with those first bowel movements of the day, which kind of set things off, too, which is another proper thing, helping people go, uh, helping their, your body uh, your body just adjust to the day, is actually having those first things done in the morning. Um, having just hot water in with lemon is an acidic thing that, uh, ha- acidic that also has potassium, is potassium in it, excuse me, um, that's going to help with metabolism and will help kind of set your digestion down. And the acidity to it, um, also the alkaline, will help with skin, overall flow, relaxation, warm water, then have your caffeine. Um, sometimes uh, what they've proven, and I'm trying to switch to just slightly decaffeinated teas, um, but sometimes it's just the smell of coffee that uh, we sometimes we really do need that caffeine rush from it. But uh, actually what they've shown is that if you switch to decaf, that first morning smell, that's why they have uh, candles and stuff, it has a nostalgic feeling to us that we think morning, uh, you know, wake up, power, 
Just as when we smell eucalyptus, lavender, I instantly think massage, relaxation. Uh, so sometimes maybe to switch that out of your diet as well so you won't have those late-day crashes slowing down and enjoy your first cup of coffee is maybe switching to a half-brew of doing a half-calf, half-decaffeinated, and eventually moving into decaffeinated things or maybe even just hot tea. And again, talking with the slow. I have a question for you, though, about yeah. all these decaf things. I really always wonder, are they really decaffeinated? I am like, I won't ever, if, if I have coffee at nighttime or I love, you know, I love tea, but if I have tea at nighttime, that uh, isn't just an herbal tea. And I'm always afraid to order something that would be decaffeinated or actually even brew my own decaffeinated because I don't really know. How do they take the caffeine out? I have no idea. And you want to know something funny? I'm one of those people that if I brew it myself, I feel, and you know, and actually things that say regarding teas and coffees, it's not a hundred, it's, it's basically sort of a less decaf, um, but it still has the caffeine into it. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I would think. I mean, you worked in, you know, you worked in food service. If I buy it, if I buy like a big bag at the grocery store uh, that says decaffeinated beans, you know, decaf beans, or I buy a tea and I have a big box of tea bags that say decaf, I'm more comfortable with that, but I'm always that person. If if I'm ordering something at night, I'll always just order a regular place. I'll never, I don't, and that's my only, I guess, trust things, but I always feel like, What's to say it's not really the regular? Because I will, confessions of a barista of when I was in high school and college, there'd be times we ran out of the decaf beans, and it was like, well, oh, they won't know. And exactly. I think that that was nothing that was going to kill anyone, but I think back, you know, that I was 16 in, in high school exactly. of thinking there's time, so... So things like that, are, but but getting off that thing is is also instead of getting upset about that, because I'm sure there's people right now that are thinking, um, I probably got coffee from that girl 20 years ago <laughs> at that thing. And if they're not hung up on that, they might now suddenly start be thinking about things that might peeve them. Is getting upset, and the big thing is the best way to diffuse anger is not getting angry in the first place, which is so much easier said and done, uh, because right now I'm in a good, happy mood, but if I was upset, it's a lot easier saying, well, you should just be happy. Um, but as you know, that's a biological challenge. When we're angry, um, we pump out more stress hormones. Just as I talked about earlier about cortisol and adrenaline, um, when we wake up in the morning, it's that fight or flight thing. When we get into arguments with people, uh, we get filled with the stress, for, uh, stress hormone cortisol, right. which uh, deeply affects our uh, the tummy fat. And as we know, tummy fat, as much as we don't like it and it's unsightly, it's also heart um, unhealthy. It's also very, very, if you have excessive uh, stomach tummy fat, um, and that's our most dangerous area to have it because that's going to affect our hearts, our arteries, all these kinds of things. Again, it's also probably a place we don't want it, but of all the places that it can, that, you know, the unwanted fat can go for in our life. That's the most dangerous to us, not just. You know, and I, before you go on to another thing, I just, because we'll do a, sh- we're going to do a show on this, on managing your anger and happiness. But what I was going to say is there are studies that have been done that when someone gets really, really angry, I mean, you know, over the top angry, they have like an 80% chance of having a heart attack within two hours. 
So what you just said about raising the cortisol and, you know, raising all these things, it is, anger is something that causes your body to change its metabolism and it can be deadly. So we do have to learn to manage it. And yes, it's probably easier said than uh, done, but um, towards the end of the show, or maybe I'll do it after this segment, I'm going to give a few uh, quotes that are all about happiness. And I kind of think just like our miracle moment for the day that, you know, if you inspire yourself with happiness quotes, that's going to be something better for your life as well. And, you know, and two, a big thing about with anger, about taking time to slow down, and this hits on so many realms, is sometimes my husband will say, oh, so you're, you're going to give up? And, and I, when I, my thing, when, when you, we're getting into these deep, you know, sometimes both people, you don't even know what you're fighting about anymore. You, when you get in these moments, the best thing to sometimes is to just take a beat, take a minute, mm-hmm. take walk outside, get some fresh air. And I know that can be hard sometimes because it feels you're in the mid, but slowing down. Because what happens a lot is that we are going to say things, we are going to react, we uh, hopefully not, but maybe even physically react, that's how bar fights happen, is we're not taking the time to sit, think, okay, what, what exactly they just said, does this matter? Sometimes we realize, okay, you know what, this, uh, this is getting way too out of control, let's just stop, you know, not, and, and both just, you know, approve, uh, agree to disagree. But it takes a minute, and what happens is we get so built up in these things. When something happens, someone says these things. That's why fights and anger and danger and and that that's why you hear road rage. People that instant are get so upset. Instead of you realizing, okay, someone cut you off, the world goes on. But in those moments, people get really upset, and then these things happen. Well, you know, you just said something I think that's important um, that we can bring up. And the fact is, is that we have a choice about it. So, you know, when you are feeling rage and anger, no matter what it is, and even if it's justified, um, stop, take a breath, and check yourself. Because, the the, you know, the person that suffers from your anger is you. (laughs) I mean, yeah, yes, the, and, uh, the other people you and, might be angry at might, you know, g- get mad too, and there might be the fights, but you're the one that's going to suffer the most, so, yeah, it, and, because your body is just going out of whack. Oh, well, you know, that's exa- it's one of those, you know, when you point, there's three fingers pointing back at you, think about, too, if in today, how this really affects with today's society is we are this go-go thing, we, we want it yesterday, that technology, I just... I just thought there's another new iPhone, the iPhone 6E S something crazy. Um, but we want everything faster. And we know with our internet, right. we get so stressed out about, how oh God, it's going so slow. And today we have social media and the, the positives and negative, you, know, you can reach out to people, but at the same time, there's a lot of this, you know, the bullying, the hiding, but this instant gratification or someone emails you and instantly we feel a reaction to it. Or sometimes we're talking about the slowing down is we don't properly reread things. A lot of times I just recently have become a bigger person uh, or a, a better, a better person. But when I get emails, reading them first, letting them sit there, then taking, going back and rereading it before I respond because I've realized sometimes, and even if it's not a, of someone sending you something, um, I might misunderstand what they were saying and of and something that might embarrass me thinking, oh, yeah, I'll come to this party and I was actually not invited. Or, or reading something and I'm reading it 
Um, again, we always read things, the, the, a big negative of the positive of instant uh, communication now via text, via email, is we always read things in our own uh, voice and especially in our own bias towards this person. So if I'm reading something from you or from my grandma, I'm going to read it in this voice. If I'm reading it from someone who is a you know, friend of me, an acquaintance, someone I'm not on that good level, I'm going to, even if it's coming off, I'm going to start first read it in a different tone. So before, you know, we have to take these moments to reflect. So before you write your response, and it, whether it's, uh, you know, for a, a job, and that could be something, too, that could harm you in uh, a career-wise, maybe it's a potential employer. Take time, also proofreading grammatical, uh, grammatical things, but take time before you react. Um, if someone, if there is, you know, a, a Twitter war going on, or if maybe someone posts something, take time before you react. Reread something, and then respond a lot of times we just do that instant reaction and then later we're left with the long term. So that's the big kind of overall thing we have to think about this whole slowing down things is when we, there's times in life when we need speed, when we want fast communication, you know, good internet speed, when we're running a race. But there's also times you need to slow down and really look at these situations because that quick gratification, that quick, the fast things, oftentimes have longer, every action has a reaction, and the reaction and the consequences, negative or positive, are often much longer than the initial thing. So look at whether this is, and this applies in everything, when we get up in the morning, when we drive the car, we take those just few moments to really take in your situation, look at everything before before leaping forward. Um, yeah, slow down. This is our new life, our new goal, being Lent and being the day of giving up. Slow the down. Up you the move capacity. too fast. Yeah. Gotta make the moment last. I can't. <laughs> that was such a goofy song, but you know, it did have it did have some uh, some merit to it. Well, I I really agree with you, and I again, everything that we do in life gets back to the choices that we make. So I do think this is a great time. We're still at the beginning of the year. You know, don't make it a goal or a resolution. Just do it. Just add it. And I know yes, when it comes to it. anger, and one of the things when you were talking about, especially in relationships, uh, I just remember, especially when you're first married or you're first in a relationship, you know, you go through the whole honeymoon period, and then when that wears off, all of and a sudden, every real. little thing starts <laughs> driving you crazy. And, yeah. I mean, and and you fight about crazy things, you know, and I finally, after all these years, I just realized you you just have to let it go, and you have to choose your battles, you know. Now that I run around the house in the morning and I'm picking up eight pairs of shoes that shouldn't be where they, where, where they are, I don't get mad, and I don't mention it. I just take care of it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that I'm sure that, you know, uh, other people do similar things. It makes for a more enjoyable life when you're just not in argument mode all the time. So Completely. very good segment. Well, let's give out the websites. Most definitely. We want you to go to be the star you are dot org now. And uh, yeah, and you can check out and there is still links from the be star you are dot com, but check out our new website starstyleradio.com perfect and that will yeah starstyleradio.com that is our new one and uh, you knew you can and you can just click on a link and it'll take you right to the Voice America network and you'll be able to listen to 
any of our shows that we've been doing for all of these years. So please do it, starstyleradio.com. Okay, well, thank you, Heather, for another great segment. And I'll be back with you in just a bit. And we're going to talk about food fights and how to avoid those. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. And Heather Brittany. And this is Star Style. Be the star you are. Don't go away. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Well, we're back together. Thank you for staying with me. How often do you say to anybody that you're living with, whether it's your partner or your spouse or your kids, hey, don't toss the milk? Do you ever look at all of those dates? Do you fight over when is the expiration, when something is perishable, and you don't really know what to do? Well, I want to shed a little bit of light on it because I know that that is one of the arguments that we have in our household uh, ever since they started putting these dates on things because, again, as a gardener and somebody who grows everything, I really know when things are fresh and when they're not and when you can, you know, when you can toss them and all of this. So I thought I did a little research on it and I thought it would be apropos to discuss it with everyone so you can bring this to your table and figure out what it is that you want to do about it, you know, if anything. So couples argue a lot about what foods can be eaten after that sell-by or use-by date and it's really all about peak freshness, not so much about spoilage. And that is uh, the key thing that you have to remember, that it's not about how things are spoiling. 
So um, countless kitchen, you know, you know anybody, there, people are always squabbling about how, when do you toss something out? How long do you hold on to it? Somebody looks at the date on lettuce and thinks it's gone bad, and the other person says it's perfectly fine. So who is right? Well, in the United States, about 30 to 40% of all food is wasted. I think this is just horrendous. Or $161 billion worth of food is wasted. It's thrown out, and this is according to the Agricultural Department estimates. And the reason for that are these sell-by and, um, and use-by dates where people think the food has gone bad when it really hasn't. There was a recent survey of over 1,000 grocery shoppers by the Food Marketing Institute. That's a trade uh, association for grocery stores, and it showed that nearly half of consumers said that they threw out food either fairly often or every time they saw a sell-by or a uh, best-by date. Yet terms such as sell-by and use-by, um, or the, you know, when they say the used, it's used best-by, they don't indicate the safety of food. And many people think that these sell-by dates indicate the safety of it, and that is not true. The dates are typically set by the manufacturer to indicate when food is at its peak quality. In other words, that's really when it's probably going to taste all, you know, taste really good. But still, many consumers believe that not sticking to those dates could make them sick. Now, most products are safe to eat after the dates listed on the packaging. There is federal regulation. Some states regulate date labeling on certain foods, such as milk or eggs. And in other cases, consumers rely on manufacturer-provided date codes. And somebody sometimes it's just like anybody's guess. But I would say that even people who ignore the dates think that they're breaking some kind of rule if they don't toss things out. And so we have to be really kind of diligent about it. The manufacturer is trying to tell you to throw a product out at that uh, at a certain uh, certain date, um, maybe because they you know they want you to get something else, but, but they're not saying that it is spoiled. It, they're not saying you're going to get sick or that it's gone bad. So throwing away food can make many people feel guilty. Much of the same reason why. It is rooted in the way we grew up. I mean, I grew up with, uh, you know, not that, not that it that it was a good way for parents to say, but it was a common thing then that there were starving kids in China, and you had to eat everything that was on your plate. So, you know, you would take small portions, but you had to eat everything. In uh, Des Moines, Iowa, there was a couple, they were arguing about whether food in the fridge is still good. If It's a constant, course, um, constant source of disagreement with them, and they debate about it every single day. So what are some of the things that need to be tossed, and what are some of the things that you can actually just, um, you know, just hold on to? So... Eggs, for example. Now, egg cartons typically have a pack date, but some retailers request a use-by date. And it's usually uh, anywhere from 45 to 60 days after the, they have been put in the packaging. Now, who knows how long it's been before they were there. So eggs that kept in the refrigerator, they last a really long time. Now, refrigeration is going to delay uh, bread getting moldy. So 
if you're not a family that eats a lot of bread, instead of having a bread drawer, you might want to put it just in the refrigerator. It becomes um, stale maybe a a bit quicker because of the dry air, but if you put it in a bag, it at least won't become moldy. Now, canned goods should remain safe indefinitely, and the label's nutrition information may not remain accurate, but canned goods, unless the cans are swollen or exploding, they supposedly have unlimited dates. And I know, um, I can even just see, <laughs> speaking of Heather, she was she read a date wrong recently that was on a can of lychees, I think it was, and she was thought, oh my goodness, you know, we were, these were, were supposed to be last month. Well, it was the wrong date anyway. But again, being a canned, um, a canned fruit, it would last indefinitely. Now, vegetables may not look as perky after their sell-by or use-by dates, but they're, you know, they're great in soups and uh, stews. So for somebody who thinks that their celery or their broccoli or, you know, any of those things have gone bad, just if it's kind of limp and you don't want to serve it as uh, fresh or raw or in a salad, add it to a cooked meal. So, you know, put it in a soup, put it in a stew. I often, when I'm cleaning out my refrigerator, we do something called salad soup. And what it is, is if when you have leftover salad, people usually toss it. Now, my husband happens to be somebody who loves leftover salad, so I don't usually have a lot left over. But um, if I've had a big party and there is, a, you know, quite a bit, I make something called salad soup. And that is you put the remains of the salad into a pot and then you saute any vegetables you might have in the refrigerator. And then you'll put all of those in a Cuisinart and blend them together and you make this really great soup. And it tastes different every time. You can never duplicate it because... The dressing on the salad is always different and the vegetables are different. But it's a great way to get rid of anything that's in your refrigerator that might, you know, have a date that is coming up to expiration. Now, milk. Milk does not last very long. Once it's opened, you're looking at only five to seven days from being opened, depending on the conditions. And I think that that one's an easy one to know whether to toss or not because it doesn't taste good and it doesn't smell good. So, uh, you know, when you clean out your refrigerator, if your carton of milk is past the cell date, you should probably go ahead and toss it or or at least smell it or take a sip. I hate taking a sip of, of spoiled milk. That just like ruins my day. But um, from beer to eggs to lettuce, ad- you know, items that are in your refrigerator just need to be called out from time to time. At least once a week, you should look in your refrigerator and see how uh, things are faring. But don't use the dates as your toss date. Remember that it's primarily meant for retailers to control stock. A best buy or a use by date is the manufacturer's recommendation of the last day when the product would be at its peak quality. So just remember the peak quality. Now a freeze by date indicates that a food's quality can be stretched longer if you freeze it by that date. And once you freeze something and you thought you never want to refreeze it, that's when you can introduce uh, bacteria. Now, at the National Food Lab in Livermore, California, 45 trained sensory panelists test foods for manufacturers 
by rating and describing the aroma, the flavor, the texture, and the mouthfeel over time, and always at different temperatures. And um, what they have found out is they try to see what performs better on a shelf life. So after one or two years of testings, the results turn into a recommendation of what that peak quality is, which becomes that sell-by or use-by date. So that's the shelf life. But such uh, testing... It did help, for example, the California Wallet Board, which represents walnut processors, and it proves that storing walnuts in the refrigerator kept them fresher longer than at room temperature. Now, I grew up on a grape and walnut farm ranch, so we always kept our walnuts actually in the freezer, and that even keeps them better, and they will last a really long time when you keep them in the freezer. And if you haven't cracked them yet, then you don't put them in the freezer, but put them in the refrigerator. Now, um, in a study that was in March of 2013, wallets lasted eight months when stored just at room temperature, and then they would start getting rancid, and they'd get that turpentine kind of smell, but they showed that refrigerated uh, walnuts tasted exactly the same and fresh after a year to a year and a half. Now, the same goes with almonds or any other nuts, so... Um, I have found that my cousins have an almond ranch, and they can last for two years if stored in a refrigerator or a freezer. So that's a really good uh, point to do. Now, the main reason that food products can make people sick with food poisoning, it's not their age, but it's whether the bacteria contaminant um, has entered the food, like the listeria or the salmonella. And as you know, people who... um, who were fans of Chipotle, they had a real problem with uh, some E. coli and some salmonella. But that is coming from a bacterial contaminant. So if, if somebody finds uh, the scent or taste of old food gross, that could be a different form, um, uh, different. that's different than a foodborne illness. So if it doesn't smell right or it doesn't taste right, that's okay. Then you, what you have, you know, it might just be you don't want to have it, but that doesn't mean it's going to be an illness. Now, food under certain conditions may be more susceptible to contamination or bacterial growth. If food has been poorly refrigerated, um, and that's over 40 degrees Fahrenheit, or if there was a hole in the packaging, bacteria could come into contact and then it can seep and it can multiply over time. So you have to be careful about your refrigeration. Make sure that it's cold enough and make sure that any packaging that your food is in does not have any tears or hole. Now, food consultants say that people throw out more food when safety concerns are heightened. So in the context of food safety recalls, people are more afraid of their food than they probably have been in previous uh, generations. Uh, Recently, uh, people around the country have recently um, noticed expired food containers, you know, in their refrigerator or their pantry. It might be an open cocktail sauce or a strawberry jam. And then you start, you know, throwing those things out. So you have to, jams and things, they last a long time as long as you're not double dipping, as long as you're not putting a spoon in something and putting it in your mouth and then putting it back in. I mean, that's gross anyway. So just be careful of that. When you take something out of a jar or a pickle or a relish or something, 
use a clean utensil and don't put it to your mouth. So uh, from time to time, you may want to empty your refrigerator and empty your pantry and you know, toss out things that you think have definitely used their, their value. But in general, the guidance might be you only need to buy small amounts, right? And just buy small amounts of things that you're going to use so you don't have to worry about tossing things. Or if you live in an area that you can have uh, chickens or a goose or a goat or a pig <laughs> like I have. <laughs> I have a five-gallon bucket right outside my kitchen, and I have absolutely zero food waste, and my neighbors have no food waste because they I've given them five-gallon buckets. And so whenever there's anything that spoils or there's any extra choppings of lettuce or you know, artichokes or carrots or anything, it goes in the bucket for the animals and they get to enjoy their meal. And as humans, we don't get sick and we don't have expiration dates. So I hope that empowers you a little bit about food fights and you can take that home and talk over the dinner table tonight and just remember that the sell-by date and the best-by date does not mean that the food has expired. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about why gadget warranties are probably not worth the paper they're written on. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are, and we will be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Are your presentation strong? By entertaining a few proactive techniques, your meetings can become a valuable tool for increasing business. Hone your skills before opening your mouth. This includes not only having the most up-to-the-minute information, but delivering that information in a very relaxed, confident manner. To practice, use a tape uh, vehicle, a video, or, or your phone, and tape your performance and have someone with a critical eye comment. Use a coach or an acting professional to help you with diction. Be enthusiastic and energetic. Love what you do and believe in what you're talking about. And be prepared to be flexible and adapt your message for different clients. Welcome questions and establish a dialogue. You want everyone to know that this time was well spent, not time wasted. This is another business bite from Star Style. I'm Cynthia Bryan. For more information, visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. And remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you are. Be the star you are. 
your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a light that shines. We are listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. And the show is brought to you under the auspices of Be the Star You Are, 501c3 nonprofit. Consider making a donation today. Go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. As Heather said in the first segment, we've just created a brand new website. It's really easy to navigate, so you can get all the news. You can follow our blogs, and there's uh, plenty of easy links there. Find out about all the programs. And then while you are um, on the the website, check out our new radio site at StarStyleRadio.com. We now have both StarStyle Radio and Express Yourself Teen Radio all there together, and they have links to our Voice America network for both the kids' show and this empowerment channel. Well, Are warranties on every gadget worth it? The short answer is no. Whenever you buy anything these days, I mean, I just recently bought like a $13 item for my computer, and it was like, do you want a warranty on that? And, you know, (laughs) the answer is really no. Now, it might seem like a good idea when you blew a stack of cash on a new phone or a big laptop, but the cold reality is, is most extended warranties like those that come from Asuron or Square Trade for broken, lost, or stolen electronics are a bad deal. In some cases, they're a downright ripoff. Insurance makes sense on the big things in your life, like your house or your health. But the cost of fixing either can be astronomical, and that's what you want to think about, but the pain of repairing consumer electronics, even pricey ones like a laptop, is still relatively limited. Now, extended gadget warranties are only worth it for niche cases, like people with extremely advanced cases of clumsiness or klutziness. Now, I personally do like the Apple Care program when I bought my new computer. Uh, that would maybe most people if, wouldn't need it, but I am one of those people when I buy a brand new computer because I don't do it that often. I might need more constant help. And for me, the Apple Care warranty, although it's uh, pricey, has come in really, really handy. I've called them several times and I've been on the phone with them for hours where they talk me through things. And so for me, that one I thought was a, a great. A great one. Of course, Apple offers a lot of free services too, so maybe I could have gotten it for free. But I have been happy with the Apple, the Apple Care one. Now, a suggestion with warranties because usually think about every warranty you've ever bought. You know, whether it was with a uh, with a, a DVR or a DVD or a television, have you ever actually used it? Have you ever actually, you know, taken something back on warranty and had them actually cover it or give you a new one? I know that when you buy a new car, they always ask if you want this extra additional warranty. And, uh, you know, unless it comes with it, the answer really needs to be no. So if this is an idea, every time someone offers to sell you insurance on a non-large purchase, just say no 
And how about take that money that you would have spent and put it into a rainy day account. And with any luck, there'll be plenty of money in that account the next time you drop your phone or you need, you know, to buy something else. Or take the money and buy yourself a protective case so that you're not so clumsy. I Again, I do think that the Apple uh, products are actually really good. So... I am not. Um, I'm not saying don't buy those, but I have really found with just about every other warranty. I mean, I what did I buy? I just bought a hub. I think it, I bought a hub. Um, it was like twenty four dollars, and the warranty was like eight dollars. Well, you know what? I figure not that big a deal. If I, it's just not worth it. To, for, <laughs> not that eight dollars was a lot of money, but I'd rather take that eight dollars and you know buy something else. Uh, Behavioral um, economists um, say that add-on warranties only seem like a good idea because it's hard to do the right mental accounting. So when a purchase brings us joy, we're naturally worried about the cost of a repair or replacement. But underwriters focus on a different stat, the likelihood that something will actually go wrong. And the warranty companies have those numbers and they make out the charges for enough money to cover that. Like if you wanted a new washing machine, I I remember um, when I was getting a new washing machine, and of course they wanted to sell me the warranty. And the first thing I did is I called a repair service and said, "How often do you get this particular thing in?" Well, they only got that particular make in maybe about two years after the warranty would be up, so it would not definitely would not pay up. So it's hard for us to figure out the chances of an incident, but in general, gadgets are getting more reliable and not less reliable. A few data points nod to the risks. Smartphones that live in back pockets and that you're carrying it in your hand are definitely more vulnerable to accidents and than uh, maybe a television, for example. So maybe for your smartphone, if you are somebody who drops it, you might want to do that. A repair firm called I Cracked That offers a warranty program that 20% of customers with an iPhone 6 crack the screen within a year of buying. Now, I, ever since I've had a phone, which seems like for eons, I've never cracked. I have never, ever, ever cracked a screen. But, um, you know, I have a case, and I take good care of it. Um, they also have a Square Trade, which is another warranty firm, says that a third of its mobile phone customers file a claim at some point, and a good case would likely reduce your risk but there's not a lot of data on who buys the cases. Now, Consumer Reports, which generally recommends avoiding extended warranties, say only 15% of buyers who got a new phone because the old one broke and only 2% because it was lost or stolen, and that was, that was based on their surveys. So if you do crack your phone, many warranties don't look like a great deal when you tally the cost of a fix. For example, um, an iPhone owner can walk into any Apple store or authorized repair center and have an iPhone 6 screen fix for about 110 bucks. So you might have to wait, but there's no extended warranty required. Now, if you had Apple Care, even after you shell out the $99 up front, Apple asks for an additional $79 deductible to fix the broken screen. So your total out-of-pocket for a broken Screen would be 178, and you're only allowed two accidents during the life of your phone. So you actually are paying more than if you just walked in and you paid that 110. So this is that's just talking about um, 
about phones. Now, other warranty and insurance programs are even worse deals. AT&T and Verizon sell them through a company called Asuron, and they bill you monthly. And they have really high deductibles from 100 to 200, so you're very likely to pay more for their warranty than you would just for the repairs. Now, their rationale for higher costs is that the programs also cover theft or loss. But remember, the chance of that are low for most people, unless you're walking down the streets of San Francisco and you're, you know, crossing the street with your phone. So, the seriously accident-prone, if you've broken more than three screens, then you probably do need to have a program. You probably do need to get something for your phone. Uh, or if you just need extra help. But if the prospect of being without your gadget for a little bit is even unthinkable, a warranty program might provide you something that you just can't pay for, and that's peace of mind. So you might uh, you can look into it, but just think about for most products, almost everything else uh, besides your phone if you are accident-prone Almost everything else is not going to be worth it in getting the warranties. So you might want to talk to, before you make a large purchase, talk to someone. Talk to a repair service and ask them that question. How often do you get this item in and how old is it when it happens? Well, I promised you that I was going to give you some happy quotes so that you could go out into the day and feel happy and, and, uh, and bright and, you know, just get rid of all that anger. And that is, I'm going to give you a couple right now so that you can be inspired before we have to leave you for the day. Henry David Thoreau said, the man is richest whose pleasures are cheapest. So sad, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. George Bernard Shaw said, we don't stop playing because we grow old, we grow old because we stop playing. And Ralph Waldo Emerson said, for every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. And I think that one is the best of all. So folks are usually about as happy as they make their minds up to be. Another good one from Abraham Lincoln. Well, go out and be happy. Thanks for being great listeners. Tune in here to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice American Network. Information about the charity, go to Be the starur.org my aim is always to encourage inspire inform amuse motivate you i want you to dream of the past i mean cherish the past but dream of the future but only celebrate today because that is all that we have so until next week when we play again in our star style playground remember that love always wins kindness always prevails and smiles keep us happy my name is cynthia bryan i thank you and encourage you Be the star you are. We'll be together next week, 4 p.m. Wednesday. Be there. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. Keep caring. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program. Star Style, be the star you are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. 
take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are. 